0: What is up, welcome back to the Lightspeed Social Agency YouTube channel. I am Cody Owen. We are gonna be talking about those absolutely terrible leads, the people who come into the business and you're really scared to make them a customer because they absolutely suck. The way that I'm gonna be focusing on turning the tables on these terrible leads, terrible customers, is by living kind of by the maxim that the best revenge is living well, right? So we're gonna get back at these people by either making them fantastic customers or identifying people who can't be redeemed and, and getting them out the door. So what I want to start off with is I asked some people in the lawn care industry, if you are a Facebook friend of mine, you might have seen this post, feel free to add me on Facebook. I'll have a link down in the description. But so I, I got some like, these are things that people hear a lot. I wanted to kind of sit with them for a little bit. I posted this a few weeks ago and and just think about like a a marketing focused or a branding focused response to these potential customers that we can either redeem them or have them show us who they are and and believe them when they tell us who they are and get them out the door so the first one is my last guy did it cheaper can you price match the the kind of snarky question to ask here is uh, what happened to the last guy why why isn't he in business anymore is it because his pricing was awful so what you're going to notice in this video is that I have a theme that I'm going to come back to over and over, which is explaining why to a customer, giving them the why. I don't know if you remember being a kid and hearing your, you know, you ask your parents why and they say, because I said so. And if you were the kind of, you know, rebellious kid that I was, you hear that and it's just like the most frustrating thing you've ever heard. And now if you put that in the, the mind of a customer who's like, I'm paying you to do a job. Like I'm trying to pay you to do this for me. You work for me, right? They're thinking that they have the power in this situation and you're trying to pull like an authority move on them. That's not going to sit well with most customers. And so we want to engage with them and, and present to them, Hey, this is why I do things this way. And this is why it's actually better for you that I do it this way. So when you have somebody trying to negotiate, the first thing here is You know, be like, hey, is the the last guy still in business? And, you know, this might be the kind of customer who's done this. You know, the last guy might be out of business because he price matched the last guy that went out of business, right? Like this customer might might just be a serial killer of lawn care businesses. You need to lay out for this customer, hey, our pricing works the way it works because we're looking at the, the difficulty level of mowing the lawn. We're basing it on the time it takes with the equipment we have. We may not have the same set of equipment as the last guy you know, you, you can point out constraints on their lawn. Maybe they have a really narrow gate and your biggest equipment isn't going to fit through into the backyard. And so then you're telling them like, hey, I'm gonna have to push mow the backyard that takes longer. This is why our pricing is the way it is. Like engage with the customer as though they're being reasonable and try to keep them on the reasonable side of the spectrum. And some people are going to be like, no, I want you to price match the last guy who went out of business I mean, I don't care. And you know, that person is telling you the kind of customer they're going to be, and it is not worth it to you to keep them around. Do not deviate from your systems and processes and tell them, hey, I don't think that you know this is going to work. I don't think that we're going to be a good fit for each other, but I wish you all the best. And maybe you know, they need to go for more of a value provider in the market. You provide a premium service and, and you, you charge a premium for that. And that maybe they need to look into, you know, insert the Walmart of uh, lawn care providers in your market. Okay, the second one is I want my lawn mowed every Friday. I want you to come on a consistent day at a consistent time. And that is the only time I want you mowing. This is a pretty unreasonable customer making what on the surface feels like a reasonable request, except that, you know, like we live in the real world where it rains, people call and sit. You know, any number of things could happen that push your schedule back. You know, a rain on Monday can definitely affect the Friday schedule because you now have to mow all of your Monday customers on Tuesday, right? So we don't want customers thinking that they get to dictate the schedule based on when they want us to mow because that's not going to, it's never going to work. And so I actually, when I posted this on Facebook, I'm going to pull it up because Eric Lowry submitted his comment was about, they won't. Like abide by your systems and processes. But I thought that his answer to this person, when I asked him to elaborate, he wrote basically an entire blog post. I really, really appreciate Eric's response here because it was so helpful. Let me get it pulled up and I will go ahead and read you the response because he gives like the typical wine care business response and then his response. And I think that it's just chef's kiss. I can't add anything to it to make it better. Okay. So the customer says they want their yard mode on Friday mornings only. The last guy was never here when he said he was going to the typical lawn care business says, great, I have room on my Friday schedule, so I'll pencil you in. And then they proceed to have constant issues with delays and weather, and they keep pushing service to Saturday or Sunday, and the customer gets increasingly pissed off. Okay, what, what Eric says that he tells this kind of customer is, I can certainly appreciate that. As you can imagine, many of our customers would like that as well. What we found is that trying to schedule by a specific date becomes problematic for reliability. I'd be willing to bet that that was part of the conflict with your previous provider. It's particularly common with weather conflicts, so here's how we do it. Our routes are completed in the same order each week based on the most efficient travel from yard to yard. My crews normally run Monday through Thursday with the goal to get as much of the route done each day as possible so that they can finish the route as quickly as possible. Your route can change slightly with new customers coming in or customers that move away but most of the time we'll be there on the same day unless we have a delay or we're able to work faster than expected. Unfortunately, we consider Friday, Saturday, and Sunday as make dates to allow us flexibility when weather is an issue. In that case, we still run the route in the same order, but everyone on the route is pushed back slightly and we catch up as fast as we can, including working weekends if needed. This ensures that no one's waiting longer than anyone else to get caught up. And then he provides kind of your... your comes where a customer hears it, gets it, gets on file, or they they really only want Fridays and they're going to go with another business and they're going to have a bad time. And, you know, there could be some customer that has a really specific reason that they need it to be on Fridays. Maybe that is, you know, consistently a day that they're at work. They do like, you know, 48 on, 24 off or whatever. And they want to make sure that they're not woken up with uh, the sound of a lawnmower and a leaf blower out there. But by and large, just explaining the process is going to win you uh, reasonable customers that can be won, and the kind of customer who can't be won is not going to be by that. And they're going to tell you that, that that doesn't work for them, and you're going to not deviate from the systems and processes that you have built into your business. Don't deviate from them, don't carve out exceptions for people. Have them come in the door like everybody else, or if the door's not the right size for them, you're not the right company for them. So don't start, you know, chiseling out parts of your business to get these people in the door. You know, if you can get anyone in the door, then it's time to consider whether your processes are broken. But until then, if you're still getting people to come in at an acceptable conversion rate, go ahead and stay true to the processes you've set up in the business. Explain them to customers. Reasonable people will be won. People that you can't win, you didn't want to begin with. They're going to be bad customers. Okay, the next thing is Customers who tell you how to do your job. You know, I think everyone who's ever worked a job has dealt with a customer who claims to have 20 years of experience in whatever thing you're doing. And it's like they don't even know the names of the tools that you're using, right? So these people are incredibly annoying and it's very frustrating to deal with somebody telling you how to do your job, especially when you have, you know, I have friends in the industry who've been in the industry for 30 years. There's, Very rarely going to be a customer who actually has some knowledge about the specific job that we're doing that we don't already have. We don't already have a reason that we're not doing it that way. The big thing I would tell you here is that it's really difficult to maintain your customer service face for this interaction. So just know going in that I'm trying to frame this in a way that gives you some strategies, but the most important thing you can do here is just pause before you speak. Try not to do the, like, you know, you're spooling up with rage. Just try to take a quick breath, take a quick beat, remind yourself that this is a customer, they're paying you, and, you know, they could be, you know, saying something incredibly ignorant to you, but at the end of the day, you want to get paid, you want to get a five-star Google review out of every customer that you're working with. And so you just want to take a beat and then lay out the process for them. Again, this is giving them the why. This is so, so valuable. Give them the why for why you're doing it that way. Lay out your experience, hopefully not in a way that comes across as arrogant, but that lays out that, hey, I'm a professional. You hired me to do a professional job. We're doing it this way because it's, this is the best way because X, Y, Z. whatever those reasons are that this is the best way to do this, lay that out for the customer and, and hopefully they see it and you know they're probably already <laughs> paying you to do this job so you You need them to get on board with it so you can finish it out. But if they were really, really difficult, don't answer the phone the next time they want you to come out for a job. Don't uh, or give them a quote that's too high that keeps them from, from coming back in. All right. Our next guy is the person who says, can you give me a good price? Right. This is the same kind of negotiation as before. They're not necessarily asking for a price match. They're just asking you to deviate from the systems and processes that you've built for your business. They're asking you to make them a custom door into the business instead of using the door everybody else uses. And this is, once again, meet them with the why. Hey, our pricing is systematized based on how long it's going to take us to do the work. The way that we pay our employees is based on efficiency if you're using a P4P system. And so, you know, our, unfortunately, we're not able to negotiate price here because it is the, the way our business model works and the way that we keep good quality employees so that you don't have to be worried about who's coming to your home. The way that we maintain our equipment so that it is giving you a quality cut each time we're out here, all of that is built on everybody paying what we believe is a fair price for a premium service. So unfortunately, we're not able to deviate from that pricing. You know, this is just this this is our standard price and we're, we're going to have to stand by. That is going to at least give them a couple reasons to to think about the price. But in general. The kind of customer who wants to negotiate and nickel and dime you is probably going to be a shitty customer in the long term. So I would consider this question a pretty big red flag. The price match on the previous guy feels a little less unreasonable than the person who's just trying to negotiate because they feel like negotiating. So just, just evaluate whether you want this customer to begin with. And you certainly don't want them at a discount, right? Cause they're, they're probably that discount's going to get requested at every turn. Okay. The next thing, you get a person who tells you, oh, my last three lawn care companies were awful. They never showed up when they were supposed to. They always were screwing things up, all that. Someone tells you their last guy was bad and they have specific reasons like they, you know, they rutted up my lawn after it rained, that kind of thing. That's reasonable. Someone who has had a series of bad lawn care experiences, you know, there is the off chance they just found every bad provider in the market. But what's more likely is they have unreasonable expectations and they're going to complain no matter what. So re- I, this is the biggest red flag a customer can give me. This is even in my own business. If they're like, I've been through, you know, so many marketing agencies and all of this and no one could give me what I wanted. I try to really evaluate their expectations and whether they're reasonable, whether I think the goal is attainable. And, you know, I, I really think that this is the kind of customer. Who you could get down on your hands and knees and trim every blade of grass to the exact length with a pair of shears, and they're going to complain that you were there for too long, right? So this is not a a reasonable customer. They're not someone that you want to keep around, and so I would quote them too high to get them out the door, or uh, just tell them that you don't think it's going to be a good fit, right? The thing I would watch out for with this kind of customer is that if you upset them, they probably know to go leverage an online review against you on the Google side. You can fill out a a form with Google and challenge the review and say that we didn't do business together and they're retaliating because I wouldn't quote them and see if you can get that review removed. So don't let them hold that over your head necessarily because you can hopefully get it removed. You can also do a good job of positioning what happened in your response to them. Remember that when you're responding to that review, you're not going to win that person back over. Like they're mad at you or whatever. That's a pretty unreasonable one-star review. It's just a person who really signaled they're a bad customer. I would write that response so that you're thinking about whoever's going to read it and is maybe going to be influenced by reading that person's review. You want a response that wins that person over. So assume you're writing to a reasonable person who's reading this and just tell the truth about the, the interaction you had with this customer. You, you didn't see that they were going to be a good fit in the business and you didn't want both of you to have a bad time as a result of that okay our our last person here is less of i don't have a specific quote for this person but this is your constant complainer this is someone who's in the business they are you know if you're paying p for p for your guys this is the person that everyone groans when they hear their name this is the person that's always causing callbacks they're not reasonable they're not actual mistakes they're, you know, they're just always upset about something and it's obnoxious. I talked to or I read a story not that long ago from someone who they were complaining that the lawnmower had damaged their driveway and they wanted a quote to have the driveway repaired. And it was like there's a car parked on the driveway. The the riding mower did not damage the driveway. It it had rained and the mower had left some like very faint black marks on the driveway. I think the crew probably didn't even spot them. And the, the owner of the business went back out and cleaned it up to you know, get the customer to be satisfied with them. But that's a really unreasonable request from the customer and to allege that like, oh, the driveway has been damaged. like Someone who's dramatic like that is a bad customer. And we need to consider whether we want to fire them, get them out of the business. If it's someone who is wasting office time, they're wasting the crew's time, they're taking money out of the crew's paycheck by causing callbacks in a P4P system. Everyone in the business is going to hate this person. And you are absolutely, at the end of the day, you're going to end up paying this person to mow their lawn through the amount of paid time of employees that they're wasting for you. So you would never roll up on a customer and pay them eight bucks to mow their lawn. But by the time this person's done wasting your company's time every month, that is what's happening. You are losing eight dollars to mow their lawn. So really, really consider whether this person is worth keeping in the business or if they're costing you money through all of these, you know, unbillable hours they're taking. So that is everyone. I really hope that this gives you a way to, you know, get revenge on bad customers, bad leads by living well, right? By either winning people over who can be won over or getting people out the door who suck. I really, really hope that this helps you out. If you have made it to this point in the video, I really hope that you'll send it to someone in the industry who you think that it would help out, a friend, hopefully not a direct competitor. And also let me know your story of a terrible customer, terrible lead down in the comments. I would love to hear it. And also that kind of engagement helps the YouTube channel get spread to other lawn care business owners. It lets YouTube know that, hey, this is, Cody's making content that is worth consuming and responding to. So it would really help me out if you left a comment down below. I'd really appreciate it. Hey, make sure you're subscribed and I will see you next week.